Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. It's been amazing. It's been amazing to see how many people in the community, in the valley are watching. So we have thousands and thousands of people watching, and not just our members, and people are looking for hope. And, and if you're coming in maybe for the first time, I really believe this message is a life changer uh, because the Bible's meant to change lives, and God really, really wants to give you hope and wants to change you forever just because you're here during this moment. Isn't that amazing? You're not actually here, but... God is everywhere, and God is going to open eyes and open hearts. He's going to grow all of us during this time. So I want to welcome you to our series, the Still Valley Barbell Club, What If God's Church Were a Gym? And this series is so, uh, we're having so much fun with it, let me say. And you know how we, we make fitness disciples in a gym? Well, spiritual disciples or Jesus disciples or followers, the same principles work in both places. So this is our third lesson, and I'm excited about this lesson. We have one more, but of course, next weekend is Easter, so I have a special message for Easter. And man, our team's been working. The worship's going to be amazing, but also we have a story worship video, music video that's amazing too, and that's all next weekend. So I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm excited about this lesson. I'm, in this lesson, I'm going to talk about a, a very, very, very important person. His name is Lou. And uh, Lou's last name was Shabu, uh, C-H-U-B-U-T. It was French, and you should say Shabu, but uh, uh, that, that was his name. He was a businessman. Uh, he was 20 years older than I was. I was 19. He was 39. And Lou left a legacy, and we're going to talk about legacies today, and we're going to talk about the legacy that Lou left, and all of us can leave the same legacy. So I want to just overview my story of how my brother Tony and I owned the Still Valley Barbell Club, and just some highlights to bring us to Lou and Lou's legacy. So many of you that come to church here, you've heard it at one time or another, but I want to help you hear this uh, legacy from a different set of ears than you've ever heard it from before. So we're, at the, we're up in Boardman. That's where the Steel Valley Barbell Club was, right at the corner of Route 7 or Market Street and 224 and Southern Park Mall right across the street. And we have this gym, and you've heard stories and other lessons about it. And one day, Lou comes up, and you're gonna, it's going to blow your way when I tell you why he came up later on in this lesson. But he comes up, and Lou comes up, and in coming up, Lou, um, Lou is wanting a membership, so he comes up and says, he says, I'd like a membership, and then he pays me to train him. So here he is paying me to train him, and I thought he was odd coming up there, but he comes up, and, and then at the end, he looks at me, he's ready to go, and he says, Joe, I want you to know Jesus loves you. And I was really far from God at that time. And I wasn't an atheist, but I was agnostic and didn't even think God existed. My brother had died and uh, I just was so far from God. And I looked at Lou and I said, Lou, are you one of those 
Jesus freaks, but I said blankety blank, 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 Jesus freaks. And I just said, I don't want to hear anything about Jesus from you, Lou. And so he just smiled and said, Joe, God loves you. And he just walked out. So he's going to come up for his first training session. And I'm wondering, what's this going to be like? And so I thought, I'll give him a chance. He comes up. And that first night, he's talking to me about Jesus as I'm training him. And I'm saying, Lou, I don't want to hear anything about blankety blank Jesus. I'm cussing extra. So after the first time, I told all of my buddies at the gym, I said, hey, when he comes up the next time, get around and make fun of him, cuss. I want this guy to leave. And they did that. And one guy was throwing vitamins at his head when he wasn't looking. I mean, we were doing everything we could to get Lou to leave, but, but Lou didn't leave. And so then Lou, after about two months, I begin to ask him questions at the third month mark, and now I'm listening to him. And three months into it, he called me one day, said, turn on your TV, two in the afternoon. And I did, and it was a Christian show. He told me what channel to go to. And at the end, I prayed and accepted Jesus. And here's what I want to get across to you, his legacy. Lou had no idea what his legacy would be. And I'm talking about his spiritual legacy. But you know what? All my family accepted Christ. Two of my brothers are ministers like I am. Now, I just want you to just get a hold of this. My brother Tony is a missionary. First, he went to Italy, and he started a Bible school in Sicily. And he, he was there a couple years and then handed it over to someone else. And then a Bible school in Rome, there a couple years, and then handed it off to someone else. And then a Bible school up near Milano and did it for a couple years, handed it to someone else. But here's what I want you to see. He raised up pastors all throughout Italy that went and planted churches and then missionaries that went throughout Italy and all the world. But then he went to Singapore, did the same thing in Singapore, and he raised up these Singaporeans to go all over Asia and there are missionaries all over Asia and there's churches all over Singapore because of Tony. And then Tony went to Australia. He's been there the longest and he has a Bible school there and a church. He's doing the same thing there. Then there's my brother Mike over in Canton, right on 77 in North Canton. And through his church, they've raised up up tons of pastors, sent them out all over the country, missionaries all over the world, and they're having people accept Christ in their church all the time. And then there's us doing the same thing here, missionaries all over the world, pastors sent out. I mean, it's, it's amazing what God has done. And I got to thinking about the numbers, and I, I could take it up to a million, I really could, because uh, all these other guys influence people or brought people to Christ, and then they've accepted Christ. But I just want to say this, we'll keep it low. Hundreds of thousands of people have come to know Christ because of Lou. That's his legacy. And many of you have legacies like that, and I want to commend you. Some of you don't realize that you can have a legacy like that, but you can. So here's what I want you to understand. This is my big idea. I want us to walk out understanding it more clearly than ever. And it goes like this, guys. We can live like Lou. You and I can literally live the same life that Lou lived. And I want to bring this point home, but here's what we have to understand. Listen to this statement. To live like Lou, we have to know what Lou knew. Who knew? Lou knew. And let me tell you, there's five things that Lou knew. So if we're going to live like Lou, we have to know these five things because Lou knew. And if we're going to be able to impact people like he did, we have to know these five things. And they're life changers. And let me say to you, Lou really knew this. I mean, he, 
He understood these five principles. And after I accepted Christ and after I began to pastor, I, I would ask him questions about this and say, Lou, why did you do this? And, and so I'll share a lot of backstory in this lesson. But I want you to know you can have a legacy. I can have a legacy. We can have a legacy like Lou. Here's the first thing Lou knew. You ready for this? Lou knew God sent him. He just knew he was sent. And I'm going to help you understand that because all of you are sent right now. You're, you're actually sent. But Lou knew God sent him. And I just want to paint a picture for you of where, what, what was going on with Lou when he came up. And I'll begin by saying after I accepted Christ, I wanted to find something in the Catholic church around here. So I heard Mount Carmel Church in Niles had a charismatic group that met in the evening. So I went to that and I met some incredible people. Sam and Joanne Muno, who are still part of believers here in Warren, they were there back then. I met them back then. But there was a woman there, her name was Loretta, and she invited me to come to her Bible study. So I went on another night to her Bible study. There's a bunch of people in her house. And she said, Joe, share your testimony. And I didn't know what she meant by that. I, I knew she wanted me to tell them, everybody how I came to know Jesus or meet Jesus as my savior. Always knew about him up here, but there was a day when I, I knew him here. And so what I thought I would do is share how bad I was, and I thought that would give it more impact. So I went on and on about all the terrible things I did, and then I talked about Jesus and accepting him. And when I was done, Loretta, I mean, her jaw literally was dropped, and she looked at me in front of all those people in her house. She said, I can't have you in my house anymore. I can't trust you. You are an evil person. And I said, Loretta, I accepted Jesus and you told me to tell the story. She goes, I didn't know you were that bad. And finally, she, she, she got over it and I went back. And that's actually how I found out about the Bible school I went to. She had a pastor come in weeks later and I heard about this Bible school and I ended up going there. But I just wanted you to see where I was at at the time without sharing all these stories. And so when Lou was going to come up to our gym, here's why he came up. He was with some buddies at his church, and he said, I'm going to go up to that Still Valley Barbell Club, and I'm going to share Jesus with those Caminetti brothers. And his buddies, here's what they said. They said, that place is the den of devils. You do not want to go up there. Those, those are morally evil men. Don't you go anywhere near them. And Lou looked at them and said, that's where I should be. And they go, you never lifted weights in your life, Lou. He said, I, I've got to go. I've got to go. And that's how he came up because he knew he was sent. Now listen, listen, you may never have God lead you to join a gym to share Christ with the owner, but do you realize you're already sent? For those of you that work, wherever you work, you were sent there. You're there and God sent you there. With your family and your loved ones, you're sent. We're all sent in school, guys. Those of you that are still in school, you're sent. And that is a beautiful place like Lou coming up to the Still Valley Barbell Club. And let me just share a couple of scriptures about being sent. Here's John 20, verse 20 and 21. Uh, Jesus showed them his hands and side and how wonderful was their joy as they saw their Lord. Jesus is raised from the dead. They're seeing him for the first time. He says, look guys, put your hand through the hole. Put your finger through my hole in my hand, right? And then listen to verse 21. He spoke to them again and said, as the Father has sent me, even so, I am sending you. And as we study the Bible, we realize this just wasn't for the 11 that were there and eventually Paul. This is every Christian. We're all sent. Now, now make sure you understand this. We're not all going to have Lou's personality. Lou was an in-your-face, really bold guy. 
I don't have that personality. You may think I do up here, but I don't. And, 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 and for me, I, I have knots in my stomach when I go to share Christ with someone or invite them to church. And it's always there, and I always say, I don't care, I'm sent. And, and if, if someone rejects me, they reject me. And so you might be like me, or you might be like Lou and not care a bit. But all of us are sent. L- listen to what God sent Jesus to, because he said, the same way my father sent me, I'm sending you. Listen to Luke 19.10. It says, the Son of Man came to look for and to save people who are lost. And lost there doesn't mean bad. Lost could mean bad like I was. I was really bad. Or it could mean a really good moral person, a religious person, uh, somebody that it's just a great, you just look at them and say, wow, they're just a wonderful person. But lost means they haven't met Jesus yet. That's all it means. And so you can be a good person and have not met Jesus. You can be really bad like me and have not met Jesus or somewhere in between. That's what the word lost. And God sent all of us to reach out to those people. And, And Lou knew that. And Lou has a legacy. And many of you do. And God wants all of us to grow that legacy. Here's the second thing Lou knew. Who knew? Lou knew. Here's the second thing. Lou knew he was God's light. And Pastor Graham talked about this in the offering. And, you know, every local church needs to be the light of the world. And we saw what we did at St. Joe's uh, for those frontline people. That's incredible. We do all kinds of acts of kindness. We have other great churches in our valley that are doing the same thing. We do that in Borman. We do it in Warren. I mean, we're the light as a church. But then God wants us to be a light individually. And that can be by doing acts of kindness too. But the light also means, guys, letting people see God through us, right? In everyday atmospheres, everyday life. And I asked him afterwards, years later, when, when I was in Bible school, I asked him, I said, Lou, how did you feel back then? He said, Joe, I prayed every night, God, help me not slap that kid, help me not tell that kid. He said, I wanted to tell you off every single time. So we can all feel that way. But you know what Lou did? He turned the other cheek bam, he turned that other cheek. And all I saw, I didn't know what he was dealing with, is I saw this guy that just smiled. He treated me like I never did anything bad to him. So I learned that from Lou. Let me tell you a powerful story. Uh, This took place after I had um, accepted Christ. And we got rid of the gym. And I know I'm going to Bible school, but I'm working in a machine shop to make some money to get myself ready to go to Bible school. And there was a guy there that hated my guts. My brother Tony and I both worked there. Hated my guts because he saw me read my Bible. Sometimes our machines would take 30-minute cuts, so you just have to watch it. I'd read my Bible, read my Bible at lunch. And then I'd tell him, hey, come to church with me, that type of thing. He hated me. And one day I'm running a drill press, and I hear him call my name, and I turn around. He's like 20 feet away at his machine, and there's a big rubber mallet, and he threw it at me. And I have no time whatsoever to make a move, and, and it ends up hitting me right in the meat of my thigh. And I was so thankful because it could have hit me in the head. Uh, It could have hit me somewhere else in my knee. could have hit in a lot of places, but it hurt so bad. And I went down to pick it up and I'm thinking, I'm going to throw this back at him or I'm going to limp over there and hit him in the head with it. And I'm just thinking of all the things I'm going to do. But when I go to pick it up, I thought about Lou. Lou knew he was the light. And and I, I limped over. I literally limped. And I said, John, his name was John, you dropped your mallet. And by the way, I did a loo on him. Jesus loves you. And then I limped back. And as I'm limping back to my machine, my back's towards him. I'm thinking he could throw that hammer at me, but he didn't. Now, we found out that he was heavily you know, addicted to drugs. And I had that problem too before I met Jesus. And so we heard he, he couldn't buy groceries. So Tony and I, 
That night, we went and bought them all kinds of groceries. We loaded up our car with bag after bag, and we pulled into the uh, machine shop the next day. It was a smaller shop, and we called John over. He felt safe because other people were around. We said, we bought you all these groceries. We just want to uh, help you out. Tears began to come out of this guy's eyes. And later that day, I invited him to church, and he came to church. He did, and he accepted Christ that next weekend. And it's because we were being light. So you might ask yourself, how can you do that? Maybe no one's ever thrown a mallet at you, right? Or threw vitamins at you or cussed in front of you and made fun of you. But think about, guys, whenever we're with our family, our work environment, our school environment, think about just displaying the love of God. And think about those times when you want to let somebody have it, where you just turn that other cheek and you let it go for the gospel's sake. And you can shine your light. Here's the scripture, guys. Matthew 5, verses 14 and 15. You are the light of the world, and a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Pastor Graham talked about that. I mentioned it at the beginning here. We're the light. Local churches are the light. But listen to what's said next. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Light is something you see, not hear. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. One translation, the Greek brings it out so beautiful. It, it opens their hearts up. And Lou opened my heart by shining light. I opened John's heart by sh shining the light, by, by letting him see the love of God in a way he had never seen it. And I think sometimes as Christians, we want to correct everybody. And it's like, just, just love them. Wait for the opportunity to invite them to church or to share Jesus with them like Lou did. Lou could have said, you shouldn't cuss Joe, cussing's a sin. He, did, he just let it all go over his head and he, he allowed the light of God to change me forever. And notice how it's what we do, not what we say. Now, what we say is important. Here's the third thing Lou knew. Ready, ready? Lou knew there's power in God's message. And many of you are afraid. You're like, Man, I don't know what to say to somebody. Lou was a businessman. Uh, he had a huge collection agency. It was right next to the Boardman Police Department back when it was down on Market Street. Now that it's moved. But a uh, very successful businessman. But he, he just was a lay person in his church, so to speak. But he knew there was power in just talking about Jesus. He knew that if someone could hear Jesus loves you and God sent his son Jesus to die for your sins and God raised him from the grave, he knew there was power in that. He knew there was power in every part of the Bible. And so here's this guy. I just want you to think about it. He didn't know the Bible. But I remember after I accepted Christ, he said, Joe, he said, let's do a Bible study. And he wanted to do a Bible study at the restaurant there that was in front of our gym. I think it was Casey's, but we rented the back room one, one night a week. And I started inviting the guys that persecuted him with me. And I say, guys, come on up. And these are, these are big, tough guys. And, and they're pretty you know, bad guys living morally bad lives like I was. That's, you know, we attracted to one another. And, and, and it was the most amazing thing. These guys would come up. Lou wasn't really a... Couldn't teach well, um, but he'd just talk about Jesus at the end, and then these guys would accept him, and they'd pray with him. We had over 20 guys accept Christ just in that little period that we did that Bible study, and I want to encourage you guys, it's not you, it's God. It's God. 
His power brings people into the kingdom of God. And some of you are listening right now and you're like, I've never been in a service like this before and I'm so glad you're listening. Stick with us. Let me read a scripture to you. It's amazing. Romans 1:16, and it reads this way. And verse 17, for I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It's just Jesus died for your sins. God raised him up. If you believe in him, he'll save you. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. And so uh, the word power there is the Greek word dunamis, and it's where we derive our English word dynamite. It's explosive power. I call, I call this message of Jesus the most powerful message, or I should say weapon on, on the planet. It's, it's so powerful. And, and, and it's the message God gave us. It's so simple. You don't have to go to Bible school to know it. Or you can just invite someone to church because I'll do an altar call like Lou did. Lou taught me that. I'll do it at the end of every service. Now, listen to this. To, it, it says to Jews first and also to the Gentiles, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And that's how I met Jesus, and Lou knew it. Lou didn't have to be polished, and he wasn't polished, but he knew it, and he just shared that simple message. Hey, listen to this. Here's the fourth thing Lou knew. Lou knew only God could open a heart. And when I was a young Christian, I used to think the onus was on me to kind of push God down someone's throat. And man, I learned after years that, you know what, God's the one that does that. The message is powerful, but only God can open a heart. And over the years, I've learned that more and more. And I really think that's why so many people accept Christ here at Believers when they're in a service or they're watching online. Because I realize, hey, this is God's job, not mine. Uh, my, 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 my job is to be the light. So I try to be a light even when I teach. I try to be a, you know, a nice person. Uh, but, but then I know the power is in the message. And I'm saying this to you guys you are more powerful than you can even imagine. And, and, and the enemy wants you to think that you're not. We don't have to shove it down someone's throat. God opens hearts. And, and I pray all the time, God, open anybody's heart that's in service or that's listening now so that they can accept Christ. Listen to this scripture, Acts 16, 14. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia. This is a businesswoman. She was a dealer in purple cloth. So in Bible days, she was a businesswoman, very successful. Listen to this. She, she was a worshiper of God, which means she was Jewish. She knew God up here. She didn't know God here. That's kind of like I was as a Catholic. A lot of Catholics know Jesus as their savior. I didn't. And a lot of Protestants, they know Jesus up here. They don't know him down here. And there was a day when I prayed, I saw it. God opened up my, my heart. And, and I said, Jesus, come on in. Listen to how this closes. Uh, the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. And all Paul was doing was saying, hey, Jesus died for your sin. But God opens hearts. And I want to take pressure off you right now. It's not your job to bring someone into God's kingdom. But God has sent us. God wants us to shine that light. And many of you are doing that. So uh, you're living like Lou, and I'm excited that you're doing it. And we know the power of the message, but still God is the one that opens up people's hearts. And just like Lydia, he'll do it for you. Let me tell you real quick. I was watching that TV show, The Day I Accepted Christ, Christian show, and it just had... Um, 
it, it had a bunch of bands. It was like a Jesus festival. And there was just a bunch of bands and they would show different songs. And then they had different preachers because it's a festival atmosphere. And they, they each shared a little bit. And then at the end, a guy got on and said, if you're listening out there, it's like, uh, and, and you have never accepted Jesus, he died for your sin. And I knelt down and I prayed with that man. And it was like lights went on. It was, the most, it was like the lights went on all of a sudden, I wanted to read my Bible. All of a sudden, I wanted to pursue God. And that's going to happen in some of your lives right now. And for all of us that have had it happen, we want to see it happen more and more. We want to build that legacy uh, because Lou has a legacy and God wants you to have a legacy. Here's number five. You ready? Real simple. Lou went. You know, there came a day where God dealt with him to go up to the Still Valley Barbell Club and his buddies were saying, that's a den of devils. And Lou just said, you know what? I'm going to go. Now, where you work, maybe you're the boss. Maybe you're the owner. Maybe you're an employee. It doesn't matter. Where you go to school, uh, the people you hang out with, your loved ones, your family, whoever it is, there's going to come a day where God wants you to do what Lou did. Lou went. That's the day when you invite them. That's the day when you say, hey, uh, and what a great atmosphere to do it, right? It's the day when you invite them and you say, hey, come to church or watch church now. It's, I mean, it's right in the convenience of their home. Isn't that amazing? And I really believe, I, I know God didn't bring this coronavirus. I know that from the Bible. But here's what I also know. God works all things out for his good. And he's gonna take this time. People are searching. And, and I just wanna encourage you to understand that. People are searching. And we have this incredible opportunity to reach them. And I'm so blown away at how many people are watching that we don't even, I mean, they're part of the valley, but they're not part of our church. And they're not from other churches. And it's just amazing to watch what God's doing because people are wondering. And God has all the answers, right? So, Great opportunity. Can I read a scripture to you? Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 5.19. God put the world square with himself. I like that. Through the Messiah, Jesus. Giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins, God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. So we're sent, but then there comes a time where Lou went. And that's when you and I make a decision. You know what? I'm going to look for some open doors. I'm going to invite some people to church. And listen up real quick. I want to just share a couple of things with you. Can I ask you not to get off until I'm finished um, with this altar call here in a moment? Because uh, I want you to pray with me right now. And, and I want to pray for the Christians. I want to pray for those that don't know Christ. But, you know, next weekend's a very special weekend. And all of us were hoping, man, we were hoping by Easter we'd all be able to gather. We were just... It looked like we could a couple weeks ago. Now we know we can't. And uh, we're, we're hoping at the end of April we can. But, you know, it's amazing to watch what God's doing uh, in spite of us not being able to meet, right? But next weekend is Easter. Easter is a, it's, it's the holiest day of the year for most Americans because 70% of the Americans believe the Bible is either the Word of God or somewhat the Word of God. And they celebrate Easter and they celebrate Christmas. And it's a big year and, and a, a big day in the year. And I mean, this church, we over double our attendance on Easter. It's, it's the most amazing thing to watch uh, because people think that's when I need to go to church. And it's a wonderful opportunity for us to invite people. And I want to just 
just encourage you to do a couple things. Uh, one, I want to encourage you to pray for anybody that you're thinking of inviting to watch online, okay? Um, but it's never been easier with, with invites on social media and, and asking them to watch live stream, and they can do it, and you won't even know if they did. So it's just a really great atmosphere. So if you're watching on Facebook Live and you haven't done this yet, uh, I, I just want to encourage you to click follow uh, on Facebook Live and begin to follow us. But those of you that, that are on Facebook but you've never gone to Believer's Facebook page, just all you have to look, look, look for in your search is uh, Believer's The Connecting Place and it will take you to our site. And would you go there and follow us too because you're gonna have opportunities there to invite people. So it's a great place to, to, to be for inv inviting. And then those of you uh, that are watching on YouTube, our YouTube audience is growing. We're bringing most of our content over to YouTube. We'll still have it on Facebook and other places. But if you're on YouTube, just click the bell icon and, 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 and begin to follow us there and then make some comments, give some comments on Facebook and there. And then we also have, you know, uh, our Twitter account that you can follow. You see those on the screen, guys. And you're gonna see all kinds of opportunities to invite, to text people, to send an invite. I'm gonna send an invite from our Facebook to all my Facebook friends and just encourage people to watch. But now, listen, listen. I want you to know we're gonna be praying for those people you invite. I'm expecting God to do amazing things. And I wanna pray over all of us right now. So can we pray right where you're at, your living rooms, wherever you're at? Let's pray. Father, I pray for every person that's part of believers listening. Lord, I ask you to let our hearts burn like loose burnt. And Lord, we ask you to use us. And some of us, Lord, it's, it's difficult, man. We get those butterflies or knots in our stomach. And I thank you for putting a grace on all of our lives, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you for opening doors of opportunity for each and every one of us. Lord, all of us pray together right now. We thank you for Lou, Lord. Thank you for his legacy. Thank you for his just obedience to go. And we're so thankful that Lou went, Lord God. Guys, can you stay with me? Just let's pray, man. Let's pray. Maybe you're listening and you've never been to a believer's service before. You thought this is a good time to check Pastor Joe out. I heard about him. I saw him on TV and kept going or whatever, you know. But now this is a great time. This is a great time. Listen to me. If you listen to this message, you already know the message. Jesus died. God raised him from the dead. It's the most powerful message on the planet. And I'm believing God's ready to open hearts right now. And all you have to do is pray. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. And I want to pray with you right now. So join us. And, and those of you that know Jesus, would you pray right now for those that are praying for the first time? And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained. And this day I look to your answer, Jesus. Jesus, I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe you're the Savior. And this day I accept you as my Savior. And I make a decision to follow you.
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.